Welcome to The Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. The show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup. We're looking now at gun violence in the city of Chicago, where more than 100 people were shot over the July 4th holiday weekend, including a five-year-old girl. Some 18 people died. Mayor Lori Lightfoot met with President Biden Wednesday as he visited the area about federal help. Now some activists are calling on Governor J.B. Pritzker to declare a state of emergency over gun violence so the city can get more funding. But others, like longtime activist T.O. Hardiman at Violent Interrupters NFP, have other ideas. I spoke with him about that, that conversation, after this short break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chicago is really bad right now due to the fact that you have uh, the gun violence is all over the place. There's no method to the madness. There's an anger scale that people, you know, like operate from. That's a scale from one to 10. And most of the people involved in the violence, they're on 10 already, which means that any slight infraction or any slight misunderstanding could cause somebody to want to take your life. It's crazy, but you have a lot of, you know, have some of the gang violence, interpersonal conflict, and uh, carjackings are on the rise in Chicago, and you have uh, too many psychopaths running around in Chicago. And I use the word psychopaths because uh, the homicide clearance rate is only like 9 to 14%, which means you have uh, repeat offenders out here taking people's lives out here because nobody's being held accountable for taking a life. It's like one of the easiest crimes to get away with in Chicago right now. So I wonder what you think about Mayor Lightfoot's argument that what's happening is both what you said, you know, people not being going to jail for shooting. But she also says there's a ridiculous number of illegal guns on the street. Well, you know, Mayor Lloyd Lightfoot, my my thing with her is uh, as her being a, the mayor here. And I don't want to come out too critical. My thing is the mayor should stop saying she has a plan to reduce gun violence. Last year in 2020, homicides increased by fi- over 50 percent in Chicago. This year, over 2000 people have been shot and uh, close to 370 people have been killed. Um, Ten young people under the age 15, uh, 15 have been killed in Chicago so far. Mayor Lori Lightfoot continues to uh, play the blame game, okay? We are, you know, illegal guns have been in Chicago for a long time. It's just, you know, with all the police overtime, they spent $280 million on police overtime in the year 2020, and we still had an increase in gun violence. Uh, right now, there's a need for a Black Unity program. The only program that's going to work is a Black Unity program, a disciplined Black community, and Black men have to lead the charge. And uh, go out there uh, in the community and work with them young guys and bring them to the table of peace, period. There's no other program that's going to work. You can bring millions and millions of dollars into the community. It's a cultural problem. And, I, you know, if you would ask me, I blame black men for not stepping up, dealing with our own young people in our community, for starters. We, we continue to wait for the system to lift us out of this type of uh a burden or this type of situation. It's not going to, going to happen. We keep waiting on law, law enforcement have not been trained to stop killings on the front end. 
law enforcement, they uh, get involved once a person crosses the line and break the law. That's why I say it's incumbent upon black men to deal with deal with our people right now. Allison. So let me ask you a question. I know New York has a similar gun violence problem, and that state has declared a state of emergency over gun violence. And I know that there have been some calls for Chicago to do the same. Do you think that that would be helpful? We could call for a state of emergency. We can call for anything. Uh, a lot of people call for violence to be addressed as a public health issue. All that's important. It's, it's very, uh, it's good information, but it's not going to trickle down to the brothers uh, in the urban concrete jungle. See, we need to really see. It's not a see. People are looking in the wrong direction. If you ask me, I believe that the gun violence problem is a cultural problem because over eighty-five percent of the gun violence, or 80, over eighty percent of the gun violence, occurs in the African American community. As black men, we have lost uh, control of our people. And I'm not saying that we have to control our people. I don't want nobody to misunderstand what I'm saying. We have lost our relationship to a degree with young people out here. These young people are running around doing whatever they choose to do. And black men have to pull it all back together. I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to just be straight up. And I'm saying this based on the fact that a lot of initiatives have not been proven to work right now. So what else can you think about? We have to think out of the box. See, people thought I was kind of crazy when I uh, made a proposition that we need to make sure younger people under the age of 13 are provided with some bulletproof backpacks, a bulletproof baseball cap, and like a little bulletproof sweatshirt. I mean, I'm just trying to think out of the box because bulletproof vests have been proven to save lives of police officers nationwide. So let's uh, try to save lives here. So, you know, right now, all the strategies that have been presented or put on the table, they're failing right now. We have to be straight. See, one thing about it, once you are honest about what's working and what's not working, then you can get somewhere. You start over again and, and just revamp what your strategies right now. That's what I'm talking about. I know that you have a lot of close contact with people on the ground. What have you been hearing from the families of victims? I mean, I I hear that people are literally afraid to leave home because it's 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 so dangerous out there right now. So the thing is, uh, what I'm hearing on the ground level, I talked to some of these families, family members that lost their loved ones. It's 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 really so sad. It's hard uh, wrenching, um, wrenching rather. And um, it, you know, I'm saying that because I'm getting a little caught up myself even talking about it because the three young women that were killed in Inglewood three weeks ago, th- them young women were like assassinated. It was shot in the head. And I met, I talked with some of the family members, and we uh, raised some money to help pay for some of the funeral expenses. And it's like. Uh, it, it's what I'm hearing from the ground level is people are just losing hope. People are hurting and, and, and on a major level. Uh, and it's just, it, it takes a lot away, a lot from you uh, working in the community. But on a positive note, I just want to say that my bouncing interrupters, we have mediated 28 conflicts this year on the front end, but before the bullets were, you know, before anybody shot at anybody and we saved lives on the front end. It's not a big number, but it's a solid number. 28 lives we, we were able to save on the front end by negotiating and a conflict mediation work. So uh, the ground level, it, it's hard right now. Even some of the more hardened type of shooters out there and tough guys, they're starting to feel it because too many kids are being shot and killed and women uh, this year, the same as last year. That's what I'm hearing from the ground level. You said that one of the things that is important is for black men to get together to deal with this. Is there a role for black women by your lights? Oh, yeah, definitely. See, I'm glad you asked me that question. This is what's happening. The women, the men need to step up first and just hit the streets in big numbers and work with them young guys out there on on every level. And then once we get them guys to the table of peace, we turn them over to the women. Yes, indeed. Uh, the women play a valuable role. I just want to make sure that we uh, include the women. I was going to get to that anyway. But right now, I just it's going to be a lot of uh, uh, grimy type of work, you know, uh, on on the streets 24 hours a day 
working with the young guys. And then, like I say, we bring them to a high level of understanding. And then the women can, like I say, take it over from there, without a doubt, Allison. Uh, really briefly, Tio, what's 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 on your immediate agenda the next couple of days and trying to help shut this down? Well, you know, I'm working right now on the west side of Chicago, um, over there, like around, uh, they call it the West Haven community, like the near west community. We're doing pretty good over there one day at a time because over the 4th of July weekend, they, we we did not record or experience any shootings over that weekend. But at the same time, the city like, kind of went up in flames. In a lot of areas, we had over 100 people shot during the 4th of July weekend throughout all of Chicagoland and 18 people killed. But uh, my plan is to just do uh, more of the same work that we've been doing. That was Chicago activist T.O. Hardiman at Violence Interrupters NFP. We'll be keeping an eye on the battle against gun violence in the Windy City. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.